very warm welcome to all our listeners. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you will enjoy this podcast. Hi Matthew, thank you so much for coming over to Blitz Business. It's a pleasure to have you. And thank you for having me Ashish. Uh really happy to be here. Great. So let's get started. So how did you um uh, came up with the name Sleepyhead? That's what I really want to know first. <laughs> <laughs> a uh, very good question so uh just to give you a quick background uh, uh i am a promoter for a company called duroflex so i used to head marketing there for about 10 12 years mm-hmm. and sleepyhead is actually a subsidiary of duroflex and uh, we intentionally um, you know moved uh, to a new company just to think young you know to have a very strong d2c mindset mm-hmm. um uh, and this is because duroflex is a you know brick and mortar business and you know we have a 50 year old uh, that's a 50 year old brand and i am mm-hmm. part of the third generation of the business okay so just because we want to think very online and you know to really understand online consumers what do they need um we thought it's better to start a new brand sleepyhead uh, so that you know the entire d2c mindset comes in and why the name sleepyhead i think one I think a lot of people would agree to this. All of us love sleeping, and we all love to be sleepyheads. And uh, we thought that's a nap name for a very internet T to C kind of audience. That, that's that, sleepyheads. That's what I was about to say. I can correlate so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, it was a very trendy, uh, very millennial Gen Z kind of a name, and uh, it kind of suited exactly what we wanted to do. Uh, so so is it fair enough to say i mean you sort of uh, you, you wanted to do things in your way in a new fashion so it's 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 a separately different entity and you're managing it uh, uh, and sort of uh, doing Correct. the yeah, things in your own fashion yeah for sure for sure i think d2c is a whole different ball game and you should always have a new approach to things so that you know things are done differently and you know find your own path to reach your consumers faster so uh yes uh, it it is definitely to be run differently so uh yeah so that's why i'm heading the entire business today and did you uh, so okay um, I, I, uh, so let me put it this way did you enjoy running a legacy business or um sleep here more <laughs> both 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 had its own learnings uh, so at duroflex i was heading the marketing and uh, when it came to sleepyhead i ran the entire show so uh, there's a lot of marketing especially when it comes to a comfort category you know it's a bit different you know comfort is very subjective mm-hmm. uh, you know so how do you convey message to your consumers in a to which can correlate to them is the most important factor so a lot of learning set uh, duroflex marketing mm-hmm. and when it came to sleepyhead uh, you know when the entire gambit came it's a whole different ball game altogether it's just not marketing right it's sem it's uh, mm. uh, marketing digital marketing uh, you know because it's we are very d2c a lot of emphasis on customer relations so uh, it's a whole different ball game altogether and yeah both both has got its ups and downs but yeah i'm totally enjoying sleepyhead for sure Okay, I'll take it. You are enjoying sleepy a little more then. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. 
and 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 uh, uh, we'll get into the details in a while about uh, uh, i have so many questions i'm also fascinated in d2c space i've been tracking had so many founders come to our show so i have ton nice. of questions ready for you uh, but yeah. before we go into that sort of on that road uh, so uh, just tell tell us in terms of you know the experience or uh, uh, what has been the the single most or the biggest challenge or opportunity in terms of because you you have the background both in terms of an uh, being part of an established business versus having something uh, completely sort of independent in terms of yeah. uh, a, a new brand different brand what has been your core couple of learning experiences uh, from your this transition if you can share uh so uh, yeah i would like to emphasize sleepyet is very independent in the way you know it thinks about its business strategy mm-hmm. you know and uh, what products to launch um so couple of really good learnings which we had and considering we were tackling the e-com consumers mm-hmm. you know let's take uh, matters for example ashish i mean it's a very big product right mm-hmm. um you know uh, to transport the matters uh, was one of the biggest issues uh, most of our consumers faced and what we what we did at sleepyet was uh, we developed a product which can be compressed roll packed into a you know very small box mm-hmm. so it kind of solved many different problems to a consumer and it mm-hmm. can be easily delivered to your doorstep directly from you know our warehouse mm-hmm. um those are things which we kind of redefined in sleepyet so that uh, uh, you know we were actually eliminating many different pain points uh, for a customer Mm-hmm. so uh, okay uh, uh, let me ask so i've been following i mean the sort of i can say bed in a box right uh, sort Correct. of Correct. model uh, in us especially casper purple so i've been following them for Correct. some time now so uh, what has you been experience in entering into this bed in a box market wherein uh how are you able to differentiate i mean i'm sure there are many more players into this particular segment which have yeah, entered yeah. into the market so couple of yeah. things which uh, come to my mind is how do you differentiate yourself right and the second uh a uh, big thing i want to understand from you uh, you mentioned right it's a it's, it's a large product right you have to uh, fit in in a box deliver but the other aspect of a mattress business is please correct me if i'm wrong it has a long replacement cycle right and a very right. low That's purchase right. frequency because if you are spending right. money if i'm i'm thinking aloud as a in terms of consumer right if i look at my mattress or yeah. anything i spend like you have to spend money marketing correct. to acquire a customer but yeah. that customer only comes back again in what 7 years 8 years but till then the 8 yeah, years minimum 8 yeah. years minimum right so till then the yeah. the recall brand recall value i'm not too sure yeah. it will be there because i cannot remember what happened with me last week so 8 years <laughs> is a tricky one so how yeah, do you so deal the, with the, these yeah mm-hmm. correct yeah so multiple questions there now uh, number one how do you differentiate yourself uh so we actually wanted to uh differentiate i mean one of our main differentiator would have been the brand itself uh and this is something which when i was setting marketing most of the brands were sounding very mature and we also do understand mattress as a product is not a very you know um it's not in customers top of mind in terms of purchase you know what i mean i mean if it's a mobile or a cell phone you know there's so much of 
uh, affinity towards you know buying that there's so much of interest to buy that mm-hmm. uh, so one of our biggest problem to solve when we even looking at starting a new brand was how do we differentiate ourselves in terms of brand so the way if you look at our you know website mysleepier.com it's it's a very fun and fabulous brand so by just the way we position the brand itself we kind of differentiating to all the other brands out there we are offering you know a mass premium category so uh, the differentiation can come primarily only in the you know material which we use like you know good quality memory foam or a very high quality fabric but other than that you know it's the experience what we offer is one of the key differentiators which we are very proud of in offering at sleepy head did i make myself clear there mm-hmm. sure sure absolutely mm-hmm. yeah and uh, your second question was on uh, the replacement cycle uh, long the replacement, replacement cycle, cycle yeah. and the low purchase frequency yeah. mm-hmm. correct so uh, there are you know be- benefits and flaws you know being in the online space mm-hmm. um, one of the biggest benefit would be if if you are committed to you know offering a really good product at uh, you know at a uh, at the real uh, really understanding the benchmark prices in the market mm-hmm. and extraordinary service the amount of trusted you know the your social proof which you create in terms of ratings and reviews by default acts as a you know a very strong conversion or a selling factor for any other customer mm-hmm. so let's take for example you know we sell through almost all our marketplaces um uh, we we i think we stopped thinking that one customers you know uh, lifetime value of only a mattress could be 78 years but we also started thinking the amount of social proof this particular customer leaves online kind of creates a lot of uh, you know word of mouth or trust for the products you know through their ratings and reviews so mm-hmm. we we can easily say at least 30% of our conversion today in most of the marketplaces is because of you know you know the service which we offer to our customer and the social proof which we had created on the platform mm-hmm. uh further we also figured how do we develop uh, you know our range so i think the last 3 years we were primarily only into mattresses and pillows and comforters mm-hmm. we are now venturing into full fledged home lifestyle brand so uh, we are developing you know your entire sofa units and uh you know uh living room furniture as well as mm-hmm. bedroom furniture mm-hmm. where we where we can actually have a longer lifetime value with the same customer even though you know uh, they purchasing it once but mm-hmm. the ticket value will be substantial and uh, if we go ahead and give them the same uh, you know customer experience uh, you know the uh, word of mouth multiplier is quite substantial actually that's very so we don't look at just one, one customer we look at one customer at a big ticket value and uh, exceptional service so that uh, the word of mouth is quite strong that's very interesting uh, you know the uh, adjacency you have tapped into uh, because what i have uh, seen typically uh, the journey of a mattress player be it casper caps i'll keep saying casper because that's the one i've known for very long yeah. and following yeah. them uh, they yeah. sort of re and the listed company they became the first listed company so the way they sort of transitioned into was into a sleep economy right um, medical right. devices and etc but for you uh the the target market is home lifestyle you're targeting in terms of sofas and everything whatever you want to put into uh, your living space 
yeah i i think the primary cause i mean us being a mattress brand and you know again caspers and purples of the world and you know those are brands which we uh, very closely follow mm-hmm. uh, i think the diversification for us into lifestyle was primarily considering you know the indian audience mm-hmm. versus you know why would have casper moved to a health route considering the us audience and mm-hmm. uh, we feel uh, you know we we all know india is still a very young country and a very small percentage of the indian economy is still driven through you know e-commerce just about 5.5 to about 6% mm-hmm. versus the us would be at about you know 15 to 18 i would assume and you know china would have been at about 20% or 25% a year or two back mm-hmm. i am sorry i'm not sure of their figures today sure. mm-hmm. uh, so considering you know the indian audience uh, and you know disposable income uh and primarily you know the millennials and the gen z coming online we felt uh you know diversifying into furniture and lifestyle would have been uh, the most uh, apt uh, diversification for us absolutely makes a lot of sense and and uh, uh, which mattress do you use duroflex or sleepyet <laughs> <laughs> honestly i have both <laughs> i'm <laughs> so i i am personally a tester for any new launches so uh-huh. my wife would be pretty upset i keep changing mattresses to actually test the new ones which we got to launch so uh, <laughs> yeah so i am currently testing the new sleepyet product which we are you know uh, which is due to launch in the uh, come uh, launch pretty soon mm-hmm. okay and and w- yeah. what do you uh, uh what do you see uh, let's talk a little bit about a uh, mattress more so what do you see what are the innovations or maybe let's say 10 years down the line what is it that excites you most about let's say specifically to mattress which can come and which uh, as a consumer we can hope to see uh, in near future you know what are those sort of things uh, so uh, let's let's talk about mattress as a product itself ashish i mean end of the day it's it's actually combining uh, materials to actually find an optimum comfort for any consumer that's that's mattress as it is uh, the the bigger point is what like i mean the question is brilliant what can a consumer expect from a mattress brand um, later is it's uh, precisely understanding uh, precisely understanding what the consumer pain point is so let's let's take india for example so what what if there is a mattress which can regulate uh, you know temperature while you sleep mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. you know uh, it's actually disrupting let's say an air conditioning market by itself right if it's Absolutely. you know too hot yeah i mean the entire innovation of mattress lies within understanding what exactly the consumer pain points is so it could be it could be very well could be a mattress which regulates body temperature or which even regulates the you know uh, temperature of the bed so that you know uh, the mattress itself understands you know the more you toss and turn that you know the uh, you know the co- consumer using the product is uncomfortable so reading algorithms or ai ai written algorithms to actually regulate the temperature within i mm-hmm. mean i think that's that's like very futuristic enough mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, i'm definitely thinking that's the way that that's what's going to you know evolve from just a mattress there was um i, I think pre covid i saw somewhere i don't know there was some exhibition uh, there was an app for one of the uh mattress and what they were the guy was offering was you know before you come it's like 
your geezer right you can switch on your geezer yeah and he was saying you can Correct. warm your mattress before you come to there were certain functionalities i mean there was an app and yeah. some so sense... th- th- those are those are blanket driven electric okay. blankets mm-hmm. that's different from you know a mattress itself reading uh, you know uh, how comfortable you're sleeping and you know changing it could be even you know changing the comfort like making it firm or soft where there's pre- pressure points on your body so that uh, you know certain part of the mattress is kind of eases out itself so that your body sinks more uh, so that you don't have any you know uh, cold shoulder or anything when you wake up in the morning hmm. so i mean the possibility is endless but there is there is a really good scope of very good innovation in this uh, field and i i think a lot of it is already in process hmm. and uh, the consumers can actually see quite innovative products coming out soon um another another way forward would be i mean um you you, you kind of spend minimum 6 to 8 hours on a mattress while you sleep right it's yeah. it's the best possible uh, surface where you can actually read your entire body to understand you know if you have any health problems uh, you know to actually read your entire vitals so the possibilities of innovation in a mattress is is i i, I don't think it's even begun there's a long way to go and i think after the pandemic uh, people spend more time on mattress before yeah, work for or sure. exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you wouldn't believe our, our searches went through the roof uh, uh, once the pandemic hit i think people really? started realizing <laughs> yeah it, it went through the roof i mean one most of the offline stores were not available uh, so end of the day and they you know they started working from their primarily beds because they kind of moved to the most comfortable place in the house to actually mm. you know do their long work mm. and bed is definitely one of those places and uh, they figured that you know i think a lot of people started realizing you know uh, i should invest on health i should invest on sleep uh, you know when i wake up uh, refresh the next day my productivity is better uh, so uh, yeah a lot of benefits i mean i mean I, covid overall is a very bad uh, Uh, phenomenon but uh, mm. i think that it, it's created a lot of good awareness amongst a lot of us oh, that's absolutely true i mean it create a lot of uh, positive opportunities out yeah of, for sure yeah. yes 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 yeah. and um, i i think it's it's really up to you know uh, a brand to really understand you know problems when the consumers facing to really address at those issues so even from our digital marketing point of view you know a lot of our uh you know social media content move towards you know how can you work comfortably at home you know where you know even if you want to sit on your mattress and work how long would you would be recommended and what are the different postures all those kind of things so the more relevant you become to them the more they actually resonate with you and your brand mhm absolutely mm. and uh, and matthew in terms of uh Uh, so you mentioned you have been you're uh, you're available online through almost all channels but do you also right. have any retail footprint uh currently no um it it is something which we have been considering but i think the way we've been growing in the online space we've not had the need to actually venture into uh, a retail f- footprint primarily because lot of our products itself has been designed to be very online friendly um the only need where we thought we probably need a retail footprint is for consumers to just come and experience it before they buy uh, end of the day because a ticket item i mean the ticket value is quite high they still would wouldn't want to take a big risk uh, you know by 
not seeing the product in ordering and you know when we uh, speak to our consumers who walk into our office expecting a lot of our displays here uh, they they like we just want to see the product before we buy um, but uh, just to clarify ashish i mean most of our products uh, you know are so uh, friendly in terms of uh, design as well as uh, the policies so let's say for example mattress we totally understand it's a touch and feel product and so we offer a uh, 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 what do you call it uh, we offer something called a 100 night trial to our consumers so oh. they can actually buy the mattress and use it and if they're not comfortable if they feel their body is not adapting to it we have a sales team uh, our crm team who would explain to them on how your body psychology works and if they're still not comfortable we actually take the mattress back for a full refund um so we have you know four matters in our portfolio we either suggest them another matters considering you know why they weren't comfort- comfortable in in the choice of matters which they had bought so either we uh, convert them to another product of a, in our own portfolio or if they are fully really dissatisfied we totally understand customer is king and they need to be happy so we do give them a full refund so our policies are very flexible um you know for a customer not to be not to feel very risky to you know uh, buy into a brand i always say um, uh, uh, you know um, uh, consumers are getting spoiled a lot <laughs> <laughs> no so i think fundamentally all of us should understand we are all living in the age of amazons and flipkarts and mm. uh, you know those are policies which they they offer we just you know went up Uh, three times i think they offer a 30 day trial we offer a 100 day trial we are we are very confident on our products so there was no harm offering the same no cashbacks and no we do give them a full refund <laughs> so <laughs> cashbacks on top wouldn't wouldn't justify wouldn't just okay i just trying yeah. to <laughs> <laughs> okay fair enough fair enough uh, so so how does i mean uh, that's a very uh uh, uh, uh good policy from consumer standpoint for sure i'll be more than happy you know as a consumer if i'm looking out for something i'll you know i'm like sure why not let's try it out mm-hmm. so what does your refund yeah. return uh, return discount how does this entire sort of bucket looks like do you expect do you see a lot of uh, returns or refunds or uh, do you tend to see conversions happening smoothly yeah, the the conversions are i mean the con- conversions literally multiply um see the returns will go up consider- considerably if there is a fall if there's a flaw in your product um and uh, the product itself has been has been engineered after at least 2 to 3 years of you know research to understand different types of body types uh, you know their sleeping postures uh, how their pressure points are on the mattress so uh, there's been a lot of research when we uh, actually introduce a mattress so if you're fairly confident with the product you you know your returns percentage can be inbuilt into your uh, entire uh, pnl and it's not going to create a dent so but if your product is not worthy enough yeah i mean uh, you're probably running a, a sinking ship so it's very important that what you offer is something you know you need to stand by and uh, you know post sale service is equally important pre uh, like equally equally important like pre sale so provided you work and build systems around uh, how your customer journey is and how satisfied he is and you know uh, what's the advocacy your customers going to give you um, you know what's the social proof your customers going to give you you're fine 
um end of the day it's about offering a good product and you know offering good service to them i mean that's that's mm-hmm. as as simple as uh, if i can put it mm-hmm. and uh, previously you mentioned right the adjacencies home and lifestyle so for that also you plan to be solely online or for that you plan to have a retail footprint uh so we like i said we might have a retail footprint only for consumers to experience see the product like okay. uh, Uh, you know probably experience the fabric of the you know sofas um, and all that but even even if we have a retail i don't think we we are probably going to uh, do sales from there mm-hmm. it's just going to be an experience center mm-hmm. um, but yeah i mean as a brand we are built very uh, uh, d2c and we are focusing very online only as of today any specific reasons because um, uh, you seem to be very solid you must be having some stats or number behind your reasons in terms of i only have to be online because the other brands i have seen they have sort of transition and expanding uh, let's give example for lenskart i mean it's not a comparable product but other d2c brands yeah. so any specific reason yeah. uh, for such strong conviction uh i mean multiple actually um considering ours is a very bulky product uh you know uh, and in having inventories in different uh, locations for retail um the you know last mile logistics from the retail i mean all all this is actually a cost center if you actually look at it uh, i mean in the long run we might need retail but as of today i think the market is still very much available online that we don't need to take the risk to go offline today um, i mean we are a four year old brand and we have been uh, growing three to four times year on year and we are poised to do, do about 150 crore uh, in a fourth year so uh, the online market is still very small and there's a lot of room for us to grow um, usually people venture into you know a little bit difficult um, you know sales channel like retail when you know you feel that you're kind of getting saturated and we are no way close to that and uh, we are pretty good at selling online and our products are being designed for an ecom uh, friendly channel mm-hmm. so uh, as of today we don't see the need but maybe who knows maybe in a year or two we might do you know we do have uh, experience center i mean we do have small experience centers mm-hmm. in uh, bangalore bivandi and uh, hyderabad but uh, i mean as of today we don't see a need for a full fledged retail strategy got it got it perfect uh, uh so moving on uh, uh now in terms of uh, funding so uh, have you guys raised any capital or do you plan to raise capital or uh, how does so that front we have raised capital mm-hmm. we have raised capital we have but we've raised capital as a group uh, so duroflex and sleepyet together okay um we did a first round i believe 3 years back with lighthouse and uh, we did raise another round uh, last year with norwest okay um both have been excellent partners uh, with us they have been supportive through all the ups and downs um through our journey so in particular to sleepyet we would have raised about 200 crore for sleepyet alone in the okay. entire kitty so we raised as duroflex and sleepyet together and for sleepyet specifically it would have been about 200 crore and uh, 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 do you plan to further raise any capital uh, yeah, it's it's not in the near future i mean yeah we do but not in the near future i think we are pretty strong i mean our balance sheet is pretty strong today and uh, 
um, I mean, for Sleepyhead, especially, we do enjoy a lot of benefits being a part of a bigger group company because we do leverage a lot of, uh, you know, manufacturing resources mm-hmm. from Duroflex. So mm-hmm. uh, most of the money which we have is uh, idly kept for, you know, either supply chain or for uh, marketing. So we are pretty strong that way. So not in the near future, but yeah, it could be that depending on, you know, if Sleepyhead tends to grow another, you know, 400 to 500 crore in the next two, three years, yeah, we might need some additional capital to support that uh, inventory. So the inventory you, uh, for mm-hmm. the for the growth, yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you only plan, uh, you plan in terms of territory, you plan to be solely India-focused or you want to venture out? Yeah, we are planning to venture out as well. Uh, currently, I've got a team looking into uh, which could be the most... Uh, you know, internet penetrated country. I mean, there are a lot of other aspects we need to go through, but uh-huh. we've not solidified on which countries is it going to be Southeast Asia or is it going to be Europe or US. We are considering all three. Um, I think the team is on it today to figure out uh, which would be the uh, appropriate path or which continent we want to move to. But yeah, we definitely have plans to go outside. Mm-hmm. And how and how was your fundraising experience? If you want to share something. Uh, uh, in terms of uh, negotiation term sheets, any sort of, if you have some stories around it, we love to hear <laughs> stories. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, I mean, I can't, I can't take, uh, f- I, I can't take much credit for the fundraise because my brothers were actually heading it. So, mm-hmm. the entire company is run by four of us. Four of us are cousins. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, uh, our MD, Matthew Chandi, and our youngest brother, Jacob George, they are the ones who primarily uh, ran the entire round. I was part of only towards the last uh, gig of uh, the negotiations. But I mean, prima facie, Ashish, uh, if you have a stable company with good vision, uh, you know, good policies, uh, you know, for, uh, you know, your um, people and your customers, uh, and you have a good strategic plan how you want to move forward. If it's all in place, the entire fundraise is actually quite easy to go through. Um, I mean, our, hist- our history has been quite solid. We've been growing at about, I mean, Duroflex as a group has been growing at about 30, 35% CAGR for the last eight years now. Um, so, I mean, our uh, most of our financials are pretty strong. We needed the fund only for growth, for exponential growth. Um, uh, so if you have all your uh, thought process, plan, strategy, uh, and if you have a good team working with you, and if you have good policies and culture, I think you're pretty sorted to actually get a good round. Mm-hmm. And, more- and, and mm-hmm. for us, we are very, very particular to even choose our investors who are coming on board. I mean, we are very particular. We, we want a like-minded investor. And I'm quite happy to say both Lighthouse and NVP are, uh, you know, uh, exactly who we wanted. And they pretty much have the same mindset and thought process in terms of how we want to run our business. And Matthew, from your perspective, while running an organization, you know, uh, what do you think is the most critical aspect, you know, from your perspective, from your uh, viewpoint, is crucial and should be spent time on building or focusing uh, from the entire spectrum, from supply chain to business development? So is it, is, is it, yeah. okay. So uh, I would probably step one step back, Ashish. I mean, one, I think the culture is probably the most important factor for um, for uh, 
you know really good growth um, if you do not have the culture most of the other departments within is not going to you know sink along um, so if i have to be little philosophical i would say culture is number 1 mm-hmm. um, second it totally depends on what kind of a brand you are in so if we we are a d2c brand mm-hmm. uh, it is very important so what we did first was really understand customers path to purchase and build in systems and it and sem to to make sure that you know that path to purchase is eased out for the customer or reduced and th- those are literally the key to actually you know succeed in the d2c space if you identify 10 touch points for if a customer goes through 10 touch points to make a purchase of your product if you make it 5 you're going to see a drastic increase in your conversions so you first understand that then you build in systems particularly it uh, you know to support the entire business so uh, i think that's the the way you need to think and marketing everything is is literally going to be a uh, you know after effect thought on how to address this particular pain point so how you you know how to tell your customers this is how you're solving this pain point so uh, let me ask you this i think i know your answer already but still let me try so i've been um, for all my podcast been doing a silent poll okay so i asked this question to okay. all of my <laughs> guest uh, yeah. so so what yeah. do you believe uh, matthew uh, uh, when a company starts where should they focus on mm-hmm. in terms of should it be product or distribution well product for sure <laughs> got it hmm. <laughs> I, i would i would definitely product for sure because mm-hmm. if you you can't distribute if you don't have a product they don't want mm-hmm. i mean in terms of having a maybe suboptimal so, product but a great distribution uh, channel or yeah you might you might have a great start but uh, you're going to fall eventually mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. got it i mean i mean that's my thought thought process and something which we've always believed Mm-hmm. i i feel the product is key and uh, to make it a little more complicated the need of that product might even change uh, you know year or two depending on how you know other technologies have come forward and you know how you know how you know depend really depending on consumer needs right so for example let, let's take coir matters for example i don't know if you've been exposed to coir matters yes yes mm-hmm. yeah about 15 years back that was the only product which was selling True. in the market mm-hmm. yeah but then came you know pu foam then came pocket spring then came memory foam you know the entire innovation in the pu foam uh, industry now coir look, kind of looks redundant mm. so you might have a good product at one point in time but you need to really always look forward to you know keep innovating on the product to really understand if that's the same product which the consumer desires or you know if they really want or if they really aspire to have um so if you have a if you still have a very good coir matters today mm-hmm. and if you have still the really i mean if you really have a very good distribution system you are still not going to sell mm. because because the need for that product doesn't exist anymore mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely makes sense uh, I'll, i'll 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 try to release my results you know of this poll uh, product and distribution going <laughs> sort of equal right now <laughs> so let's yeah. see <laughs> okay. yeah okay. i will conclusion will come out of it yeah so it 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 depends on if you if you asking a, a logistics 
you know a guy running a logistics firm mm-hmm. he is definitely going to say distribution is key right because yeah. <laughs> for yeah. sure it will be like I mean, without yeah, think, me how can yeah, you do anything depend- <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so yeah i think it depends but i mean yeah my my vote will definitely be on the product and uh, it's always worked out for us so i really do stand by that Mm-hmm. And just circling back to the the culture thing you mentioned, right? So it's very fascinating to me, uh, you know, uh, uh, the concept, the idea about building the culture. So how do you define, you know, uh, uh, you know, how does someone define or create? that culture uh, yeah. uh, you know how do you def- i mean uh, I, there are different everyone has their own definition of culture what it can entail so from your perspective culture, yeah. what does yeah. uh, you know how do, how will you define culture yeah it is it is a very uh, difficult uh, statement or a you know ideology to pinpoint and say this is culture um i think uh, culture doesn't just rotate around uh, you know just one thing it's a, it's a mix of many different things put together to you know create a very good holistic environment for your people as well as your customers so um so culture could be how 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 fair you treat your employees mm-hmm. you know and and they thinking the same it's not it's not a one way thing mm-hmm. uh, you know it's like almost having a democracy within your company to <laughs> you know for everybody to feel that that that's fair for the company to do mm-hmm. uh, you, you wouldn't uh, believe it ashish when we were actually stuck i mean when coach uh, you know struck us right mm-hmm. uh, we were puzzled from a management point of view we were really puzzled how do we run the company i mean we still had strong balance sheets and all that but you know how long does it go for i mean mm-hmm. it was unbelievable how our employees supported us i mean i'm not talking on only the top level or mm. you know your top managers or your you know execom uh, you know team i'm talking about the the whole level of organization came together to say you know we are up to uh, you know taking a pay cut we know you guys will do the right thing for us when the time turns mm-hmm. uh, you know it's that level of confidence which you actually built within the system that you know they show the management the same confidence what you show to them mm-hmm. uh so like i said it's difficult to probably pinpoint but it's 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 a it's a point where both the employee and the management feels that taking a certain action is fair and you know it's not a one way road it's always a road where both of us think uh, you know this is the right thing to do and from the management also i mean when 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 we reopened and when uh, you know uh, we really bounced back pretty hard i mean we, we bounced back very good mm-hmm. we actually did uh, you know compensate for whatever pay cuts they did mm-hmm. i mean we compensated them back wow uh, and mm-hmm. that i mean i think the level of confidence which they had that they, they believe that we will do the right thing when the time comes and i mean you know all that is part of culture so it's it's not just one thing it's it's you know how how opportunities are given within the company uh you know how flexible you are with work uh, yeah it's 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 a it's a bunch of things together i mean end of the day it does come to very strong uh, you know people function policies so we call it people function we don't call it hr and <laughs> that's people nice. function itself mm-hmm. yeah people function as a title itself resonates it's 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 a function for the people i'm definitely going to steal that idea yeah <laughs> 
yeah for sure yeah so we were we were thrilled we were we we got awarded great place to work uh, last year and that was the first time we actually even applied for great place to work so wow. yeah we we were pretty thrilled last year and i really liked your analogy of uh, it's like a democracy you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's a nice way to put it <laughs> yeah i mean we 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 felt there is no point uh, i mean it never really works out if it's a one way conversation Absolutely. really really doesn't mm. yeah i mean the more you empower empower your uh, managers below to actually speak up Uh, you know give them due credit a lot of things usually i mean the some of the ideas some of the best ideas didn't even come from the top it actually came within the system i think so, it's very very true uh, i mean i mean i can also reflect i mean you cannot bulldoze an idea or a decision ultimately i mean and if it comes from the people yeah. itself you know they take ownership and pride in it and you know uh, yeah for sure i mean that's that's very important i think that's extremely important Yeah. yeah for sure for sure yeah if if i mean they they enjoy running it yes I mean, yes so even 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 risk taking is something which we very strongly encourage mm. um, i mean we actually tell our employees to you know please go out and take risk because we feel taking risk really cut shortens your uh, learning curve mm. in terms of really understanding a topic or a subject so uh, yeah all, all this is part of culture it's it's really not one thing mm-hmm. definitely uh, that's great to know uh, matthew uh wonderful so uh, just to wrap it up uh, one of my final question so now looking back yeah. uh, uh, matthew uh, in your entire journey uh, if you were to yeah. uh, start uh, let's say sleepy heart again or from scratch what would you have done differently yeah um what would i have do, done differently that's a very tricky question <laughs> when you're waking up in the morning to always aspire to <laughs> don't play it safe ah <laughs> uh, what would i would what would i have done differently actually ashish i don't think i would have done anything differently i'm pretty pretty happy the way come on one going. thing one thing i, I don't know if, <laughs> one thing yeah i would have probably hired uh, hired i would have probably uh, you know uh, hired one year in advance mm. mm-hmm. i i think we hired too short or you know too late mm-hmm. um uh, that also did affect a lot of our growth as well so yeah i i would actually say i would have hired much more faster mm-hmm. to be extent, case... i would have probably hired uh, mm-hmm. this year's people i would have probably hired last year oh really sure. oh wow I... yeah Uh, any yeah. specific roles or you're just saying in general like hiring could have been uh, because hiring takes a lot of time it has to be planned ad- advance to able for the people to be able to work within the system uh, from not, that perspective not, not really mm-hmm. no no not really no no uh, i think i think the pace of the company is pretty good we are very nimble very agile uh i'm quite proud to say my average age within the company is not not about 32 33 mm-hmm. so we are a very young team so you know the team is very dynamic um so because they're very dynamic they themselves expect a lot of things to happen much faster let's let's take it for example they they you know they're waiting for things to you know get going already hmm. so uh, i think that's the benefit of working with a very young team Uh, we are very careful on who we hire for sure mm-hmm. um i mean we would 
probably run two three uh, you know uh, departmental understanding to really figure out what is the exact role who we want but when we figure out the exact role that's that's pretty much sorted and that really works out well for us so uh, yeah i would have probably you know done i would have yeah preponed my entire hiring by at least a year so that things would have run much more faster and we could have achieved bigger numbers this year actually speaking i would actually say we couldn't probably you know uh, we could have easily done a 2.5x from last year mm-hmm. i think we'll settle i mean we'll probably be at about 2x of last year mm-hmm. we could have been at 2.5 to 3x but if we had the right you know we had the team last year for sure yeah so if you'd ask me what would i done differently i would have probably preponed the hiring by a year at least any second item <laughs> <laughs> any second item Uh, oh god you're putting me in the spot right? <laughs> it's right it's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, uh, yeah, it's it, it's honestly it's going great so i wouldn't i wouldn't uh, i i really am personally i'm not a, a person who kind of mm-hmm. you know cries over spilled milk and mm-hmm. you know i'm i like to look forward to what can be done and what how can we uh, remove barriers and move forward yeah, much faster so uh, yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah that's that's pretty much it yeah <laughs> great 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 matthew it was wonderful talking to you anything you want to uh, say to all our listeners if i have missed something if you want to say something uh, yeah um yeah um be confident uh, um I, i take risk i think a lot of things i mean a lot of learnings come through risk and uh, make very good calculated calls and everything should work out fine wonderful thank you so much matthew for your time it was such a pleasure talking to you pleasure. get your refreshing views on it absolute pleasure yeah, thank you pleasure. so much thank you so much for having me ashish